0: well good morning everybody and welcome to overeaters anonymous a vision for you big book study my name is kelly s i'm from oklahoma recovered compulsive overeater and Blemic. today is thursday october 31st happy halloween today we're reading from the big book we're on page 65 we are on the first paragraph that says on our grudge list and we're going to read through all those examples there ending with my wife and the pride, personal relation, sex relationship, heart, security, fear, all of that. And we're gonna be commenting on all of it. So today's readers are for the 12 steps. Anita B, 12 traditions, Esther F. The readers of our text today are Naomi B, Lauren N, and Barbara P. Our newcomer greeter, Jason K, and our second hour host, Nadia B. So the reference numbers for Wednesday, yesterday, October 30th, 7 a.m. Eastern time, one three five nine three one three five nine three in the ten a m eastern time one three five nine five one three five nine five o a preamble overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members we're self so, I will now have Anita B. read the 12 steps. Good morning, Anita.
1: Thanks. Thanks for letting me do service. Anita B. from New Jersey. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Anita B. And next up, we'll have Esther F. read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Esther.
2: Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon O. Unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OE name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, films, television, or other public media of communications. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Well, thanks for your service, Esther. So here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star 1 to unmute, then once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted, and we ask you to not use speaker phones because it creates an echo, so please. So today, we're resuming our study of the Big Book. We're on page 65. We're on the first paragraph there that says on our grudge list and we're going to read through all the examples um, through my wife ending with the pride personal sex relations security fear and then we're going to comment on all of that so let's see here we're going to have miss naomi b start our reading good morning naomi
3: good morning kelly can you hear me okay yes i can okay thank you good morning family this is naomi b a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside philadelphia on our grudge list, we set opposite each name our injuries. Was it our self-esteem, our security, our ambitions, our personal, or our sex relations, which had been interfered with? We were usually as de- definite as this example. So right at the top, it says, I'm resentful at the cause and affects mine. Mr. Brown, his attention to my wife, told my wife of my mistress, Brown may get my job at the office, Affections my, affects mine, sex relations, self-esteem, fear, Self, sex relations, self-esteem, fear, security, self-esteem, fear, Mrs. Jones, she's a nut, she snubbed me, she committed her husband for drinking, he's my friend, she's a gossip, affects my personal relationships, self-esteem, fear, my employer. Unreasonable, unjust, overbearing, threatens to fire me for drinking and padding my expense account. It affects my self-esteem, fear, security. My wife, misunderstanding, and nags like like likes Brown. Once house put in my her name. It affects my pride, personal relations, security, and fear. Wow, that's really loaded. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I needed here was a daily and a steady personal gro- growth, an enlightenment to my un to unblock me from my higher power. My disease created such an additional havoc and crippling my ability to to relate honestly to other people and in my life. I had so delusional thinking that limited my ability to understand that the damage caused in my relationships. Well, wow. this step four really helped me to identify negative thoughts, emotions, and, ac- and actions that had ruled my life forever in the past. I justified bad behavior and blamed others for my mistakes. And in doing so, and in doing this fourth step, I felt free. I was unblocked from the sunlight of the Spirit. And I had to identify the chaotic situations in my life that caused all these things. And I love this example because interwoven, and I was told this interwoven, and all the resentment is fear. And that, too, can be so crippling. And I am just, um, I'm free, doing the fourth step, laid out in the big book, and then living in steps 10, 11, and 12. I am free today. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass.
0: Well, thank you for getting us started, Naomi B. So if you have not shared in the last couple days and would like to share on this page or paragraph, give me your first name and first initial of your last. Kim G. Julie R. Larry K. Julie R. Julie R. Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) Kim G. Lauren N.
5: Elise N. N. Larry K. Larry N. Elise N.
6: N. Okay. Okay, gotcha.
0: Becca B. I think we'll stop there because that's six. Hang on. All right, so here's who I have Kim G. Julie R, Lauren N, Elise N, Larry K, and Becca B. So if all of you guys could uh, make sure you're muted, press star one, and we'll get started with Kim G, followed by Julie R. Good morning, Kim.
7: Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm recovered since January of 2011. So here we're being described that third column you know, of the four columns of the resentment inventory. And I, I just love, I love the simplicity of of the big book approach to the fourth step. So we're looking at resentments, what we're refeeling. This is not an autobiography of the events that I happened in my life, but the list of what's blocking me from God. I think of it like this, you know, it's like a pie chart. What is taking up rent in my head for free? So we went over that first column, what are those people, institutions, and principles that are taking up rent in my head for free? We went over that second column, why am I burned up? Just in bullet points, not big, you know, soliloquies, what is, why am I pissed off? And now we're looking at this third column, how does it affect me? And all I'm doing is saying yes or no. Does it affect my self-esteem, how I feel about myself, yes or no? Does it affect my security? whether it's financial, emotional, physical security, yes or no? Does it affect my ambitions, what I want out of the future, yes or no? Does it affect my personal or sex relations, how I interact with others, yes or no? And is fear involved? This is fact-finding. This is fact-facing. This is not an emotional, um, you know, discovery. You know, and what I realized after looking back at this is that I've, I've done this my whole entire life. You grab any diary that I had as a young child, and I'm going to tell you, not, column one, who I'm mad at, Lori, why I'm mad at her. She made fun of me on the bus, and I was embarrassed. Column three, it made me feel upset and angry, but I never went further than that, and we're going to learn that next page. What happens if we don't go past the third column? People are going to continue to harm us, and we're going to continue to stay sore, and why, what happened if I didn't address that? I ate. Or in my case, on that diary, I often had the first three columns on one side and the other side was my secret life with Scott Baio because I couldn't deal with life, so I had to create this fantasy life. But as I was thinking about this reading this morning, I was thinking about an example with my father. My father did my my gardening for many years. And he would, he would have dandelions in the grass, and I would pick off a little um, – flowers, because I didn't want more dandelions, and my dad would just shake his head. He's like, Kim, if you just pick off the flowers, you're just going to keep coming back. And he gave me this weird tool that you're supposed to dig down and take the root out of the weeds. And if I take the root out, the dandelion won't come back. If I just take out the flowers, it's just going to come back over and over. Well, the, the tool that we're going to need to take these out is that fourth column. And if I don't get to that fourth column, then these first three columns are going to happen over and over and over. And the consequence of that is I'm going to have to eat over and over and over. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Kim G. Next up, we have Julie R. followed by Lauren N. Good morning, Jules.
8: Julie, star one. There I am. Sorry.
9: Um, so there you are. are. Thank you, Kelly.
8: <laughs> Recovered compulsive overeater. The third
9: column, you know, what's so funny is I just use that as something quick. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, without really thinking about it. And it's so key because this is, for me, that third column is so important because that's where I act out in a lot of my character defects as What's going on with me? What am I experiencing? What kind of, you know, what am I trying to protect? I mean, if you look at these examples, they're, they're perfect. Well, first of all, I'll just use one. Um, somebody at my work who's a peer of mine, another senior manager. So real quick, 18 words, nothing, nothing more. I'm not going to make a big page about why I don't like this person or why this person bothers me. It's as simple as, you know, he doesn't agree with, My thinking, he won't support the quality policy, whatever. What does that affect? Does it affect my self esteem? Yeah. My pride, the way people look at me. I want people to respect me. I want to be the one with the answers. I don't want to be challenged. And if I don't look at these things and say yes or no, and don't look at the fear behind it, because fear is typically behind everything on my third column because I'm reacting out of fear, fear of what if, am I going to get this, I'm going to get too much of it, and then I act out. So I get to really dive deep, even by just saying yes or no, there's that thinking process to bring me to that yes or no. And then if I want to do more work around it, I can, because I've done that too where I've written a sentence or two when I say yes or no. But it is so key because I never got to see before, when I did many, many inventories, you know, when I would do questions or I would do somewhat like the big book, I never got to see what was going on really with my relations, my pocketbook, my security, because those are those basic things that go astray with me and then I have to act out. And it's like so good that I got to see what my most glaring character defects were after this process. Because when I'm doing my fifth step, it, was, it all melded together. It was, it was basically the same thing. Fear is behind almost everything. But I got to see which things is affected, because if I can't see that, I don't have a path forward. So this is just so exciting, because I'm taking somebody through their uh, four-step right now, and um, I get to see that. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Julie R. So next up, we have Lauren N. followed by Elise N. Good morning, Lauren.
4: Good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much for hearing my voice. This is Lauren N., compulsive overreader reader sugar addict from New York. Wow. Um, fourth step. God, was that a huge, big, ominous thought prior to doing it the big book way. When I did the fourth step 10 years ago, I wrote 75 questions. I never got it. Um, Like the previous share um, mentioned, I never got, I never saw the truth. I say the lay aside prayer every day today because it is so clear to me that I need to be able to see the truth. See my truth the way it is. Um, The the column four that has my part in it is all, all about fear. I never saw that. I never saw that I lived in self-pity and I lived in wallowing and I did not ever let myself see how clearly I was creating my mess around me. How
10: clearly it was
4: all about what I was doing to me by living in fear and fear that I wouldn't get something, fear that I was going, that I was going to lose something, fear that I didn't have something or fear that I wasn't good enough that I would never be good enough, that nothing, that I'd die alone. Fear was at the basis of all of my fourth step. Thank you, thank you, thank you for teaching me how to see it. Thank you, all of you on this this line every day, preaching this big book, which really has it so clearly written out. To be able to see that fourth column and to be able to see that I am reacting to life in a very selfish way and I am living in fear. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Lauren N. Next up, we have Elise N, followed by Larry Kay. Good morning, Elise.
5: Hi, good morning. so I guess I'm thinking about an example with this um I've done four steps and um what I do in the evening is I have a 10 step buddy and there's an app on the phone called my spiritual toolkit um which I really like it um one is a spot check inventory which is is a small you know four step you can do any time of the day and then there's a nightly inventory which is like another way of doing the fourth step, but it's, you know, a 10 step, 10. And, um you know, with the um, spot check inventory, it's the same thing. Like I, I recently had something at work um, where my boss, you know, brought something up and I got scared um, because I was afraid, you know, I might lose my job, but at first it was, you know, it would affect in my self-esteem and, and I'll, I want to be looked on upon in a certain way at my job. And I have an ambition to, at some point, I'm a supervisor at my other job. I can be a supervisor at this one. And I have, you know, and I had a um, fear of financial insecurity and personal relations and it affected just about, you know, everything. Um, and I had to look at my part in it and I was, you know, driving myself too hard and I took on too much and then there was something I couldn't, you know, couldn't live up to. And I I um, realized I shouldn't be doing that. And it came up that day. I was able to correct it. Um, and I was able, I, I'm able to look at things, um, the first step and the 10th step, able to look at things in a different way. It isn't, yes, maybe I feel like I'm punched in the gut, you know, from the feeling and I'm fearful. That's my first initial feeling. But after that, I'm able to say, okay, how much of this is true? How much of this is false? What's my part in it? Um, what, what can I change? What can I not change? How do I do it? And then, you know, I just change it, and move on. If I have to make an amends to someone, I make the amends. If I don't, I don't. And but if it's behavior, I have to change. I change it, and because of that, I'm a therapist. I've become a much better therapist. I've become a much better employee. I've, you know, I've, it's, it's. I've become a much better mother. I'm not, you know, I've been improving because of it, and you know, realizing where my, um, my, uh my pitfalls are, and my. and and the areas that I have to improve. If I didn't do it, I you know, and also it's not it's not eating over it. Not 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 doing anything over it except correcting it and it's
10: time,
0: please
5: I want to process. Thank you.
0: Well thank you so much Elise. And next up we have Larry Kay and then we'll have a special announcement. Good morning Larry. Hey, Kelly, I'd
6: rather hear the special announcement. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to, to tap but You know what? Um, I was thinking, a, a master violinist learns all the techniques. They have hours and hours of practice. Not all master violinists, you know, the, the first chair in some major orchestra in the world, understand the full scope, you know, the history the all-encompassing nature of music and so forth. Some of them are just technicians. Some of them are just technicians. This is, you, know, you can pursue this. I will tell you that you can pursue the four step. It has, there's blocking and tackling to use a book, uh, football idea. There's the blocking and tackling and running. That's the, the technical stuff that we need to do to be successful. And yes, we're gonna get this stuff down and we're gonna learn that the, we, we need to go through it. And, and I do believe the importance of the last column to see where we've been selfish dishonest self-seeking and afraid that's important
8: if we don't have
6: the proper foundation of understanding we may be released from the desire to binge eat the monkey will be off our back but oh as we hear the circus will still be in town and i think I think it's important to understand that if we don't have the foundation, let's go right to how it works. Let's go right to the fourth step. Let's just get, let's just get do the blocking and the tackling. Let's just get this stuff down. I have to remember also that for me, if there is no God, if there is no power greater than me, then I am alone. And I am the effectuator of this change. I must remove the resentments. And, oh, I tried. I tried to remove the resentments. I tried to will myself to stop eating. I tried to will myself into not resenting you. I tried to will myself into being honest, to being a man of integrity. And I tried to will myself at certain times to be peaceful and serene. And it never worked because I never approached it in an all-encompassing way where there was a creator that would that would give me all of those things as long as the power flowed through me. So the fourth step, yes, it's the first part where we have to examine these things and we have to, you know, get the technical stuff down and we have to examine all these things, absolutely, but without the proper foundation. Or if we don't complete this process all the way through, the monkey will be off our back as it is for many people in OA, but the circus is still in town. And they are restless and they are irritable and they are white-knuckling their abstinence or they are white-knuckling their emotional sobriety. That's no deal. So I just wanted to share that. With that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Well, thank you, Larry Kaye. And next up, we have a special announcement by Leslie W., and then we'll have Becca B. Good morning,
8: Leslie. Leslie, you dare start one? Oh, hello,
7: it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to need to go over my resentment sheet. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. Hello, can I be heard?
11: Hello
12: from the other side.
11: What's up, New Jersey? Hey, visionaries, we ain't a glum lot. I hope you're planning on joining us November the 15th through the 17th at the Marriott Hotel Convention Center at the Newark, New Jersey International Airport. The website to visit to buy your ticket, which, by the way, the curtain closes this evening, October 21st, 21st, 31st. The website is www.avision4u.info. And that's the number four. yU.info. I know I'm going to be there. I'm not going to miss it. There's going to be joy. There's going to be laughter. There's going to be fun. There's going to be singing. There's going to be music. There's going to be dancing. So please, please don't miss out. There are also rooms available at the Renaissance. The Renaissance is super convenient. The convention is priced with dedicated door-to-door speedy limousine service so you can arrive in style there is also a bulletin board available on the website for fellows seeking roommates please come so i can see your face this is leslie w and i'm out Thank
0: thank you so much leslie w all right so next we will have becca b and then we'll open it up again for more shares good morning becca
8: Becca, press star one. Okay, well, maybe
0: we've lost Becca.
11: Yes, I can hear
0: you. Becca, I can hear you now. All
11: right. Good morning. This is Becca B. from the Memphis area, and I wanted to thank Leslie for the wonderful singing this morning. And um, I really like that that page, the um, thing I hit up against, particularly when I decided to work through the step four again. I'm like, I don't have any resentments. There's nothing to write in any column. But I realized I did have fears. So I just got out another scrap of paper and said, I don't think I have any resentments, and I'm just going to write about something. And then I came up with some resentments to write down in that first column. I just want to thank everybody for telling me about this phone meeting, and I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad y'all are here, and I passed.
0: Well, thank you, Becca B. Okay, so if you're just joining us, um, we are in the big book, page sixty-five. We read the starting at the top of the paragraph on our grudge list. We read through all the examples there, all the way through my wife, ending with pride, personal sex relations, and all that. So we're commenting on it. Who, if you have not shared in the last couple of days, would like to share on this paragraph? Give me your first name.
6: Charles H.
0: Michelle. Hey,
13: Charles, gotcha. Leah
0: S uh there was just a little noise Reva P yeah, leia, Somebody?
13: leia S.H. from Portland leia Treva S.H.
0: P. Teresa P
11: Okay Who else? Rachel W
0: leia Rachel M w. Leia M Let's stop there Here's who I have Charles H, Reva P leia S.H. Teresa P., Rachel W., and Leia M. Make sure your phones are muted by star one, and we'll get started with Charles
14: H., followed by Reva P. Hey, Charles. Hey, good morning, Kelly, and I love those initials that you added to your name. It's just so it's, it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Charles H., I'm a recovered um, compulsive overeater. Um, and I love uh, what I heard so far. And the reason why I believe, in my humble opinion, that fear is plastered, painted all over page 65, is because, just what Julie said, fear has a lot to do with everything. And and I love the soul surgery that took place at the OA birthday party in 2017 in the lobby after going to one of them meetings in L.A., uh, and it was specifically column three that really did the trip, but it still took for this year to really um, batter into my brain that my self-esteem is affected every time, and it's fear-based, one hundred percent. And if I'm not thinking that, then I'm so dishonest. Um, and and I've been hearing about column four. We ain't get there yet. And column four is is the meats and potatoes of the step four. So you know. The first two columns, I'm mad because whatever, right? And, and what did it affect, right? Um, and, and, and that's all lip service because we're going to get to it next week, right, um, column four. If I'm not honest about that, right, like, because cause, cause to me, anger is misplaced fear. and And like my sponsor said so eloquently yesterday that, you know, resentment is re it over and over and over. You know, we're sorry that you're mad. If you're mad, go we'll get a cape and you'll be super mad for the work that you have not done. Do it. Stop being sorry. Sorry won't fit the bill. We're going to hear that into action. Right? Stop being sorry. You're not going to be perfect anyway. Some of y'all got fear right now for things that happened at 7 a.m. this morning. Some of y'all resentful. Right. Let's do it. Let's do the work, and the work will validate you. And and, and another thing before I close, the most important, the, the greatest part of convention, especially vision convention, yeah. The speakers are dope. Eating with y'all is dope. Eating with y'all and hearing what's your favorite baseball team. Well, what, what 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 soccer? What, what 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 what's your kids doing? What's your family? Because we're family, right? We we get together. We work these steps together, and we have a Uh, an invitation to learn about each other intimately. So with that, I pass. Thank you.
8: Thank you, Charles. Okay, so next
0: up, Reva P. followed by Leah S.H. Hey, Reva.
15: Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um, I love the simplicity of how the big book goes through this step. I also love the reminder that this is just the beginning of the inventory process. I don't get huge relief when I only do step four. I have to do all the way four through nine to really complete the process. But, you know, thinking about these first three columns, I'm thinking how brilliant um, the writers of this book were because I start outward where I'm blaming everybody and everything. And everything was always about other people and my circumstances and it can still be like that today where i'm blaming and blaming and blaming and if i stay in these first three columns i love how they move progressively you know i get to justify my anger and resentment in the second column as long as i keep it really short you know 19 words or less but then i start moving and looking how it's affecting me looking how they're killing me these defects um And I I guess I wanted to uh, remind myself that staying in these three columns will kill me. Staying in these three columns will continue the self-absorption and the self-centeredness. So as brilliant as it is to start looking outward um, where I get to list. I, I thought it was brilliant when I first came in. I basically made this huge list where I blamed everybody. And I thought when I did this, I would tell the sponsor and she would side with me and say, hey, I hate these people too. But that's not what happens. What happens is I get guided to move towards the fourth column uh, where the freedom is. So just a reminder to myself, do this, do it simply, easily, short, um, and then move. Move out of those three columns onto the fourth column because that's where the freedom is. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Riva P. Next up, Leah S.H. followed by Teresa P. Good morning, Leah.
13: Good morning. Thank you so much for the meeting and um, everybody's share so far. I'm not usually up at this hour. I'm on the West Coast, but here I am. And um, the first time I went through these steps in another program, it, I I was baffled. Um, and that program had didn't have a substance involved. It was my thinking. So it took a long time to uh, really tease out what was ego and what, um, you know, what, what was my will, which was pretty much everything. (laughs) Um, So now I'm at the point where I get that feeling of being disturbed, which we all know. And usually when I feel that way is, um, especially if somebody doesn't agree with me, I have this, this feeling inside that, they have to they just have to things have to go the way I think they should go, so I can feel feel fine so I can feel good but what i've with practice and with the help of my sponsors um even if I don't know what my part is, even if I don't know what what the fifth column is what what the solution is, at least I can now um realize what I'm doing and just kind of calm the calm down you know um and just kind of step back and it's like, it's like I'm being pulled off a a, a fight, you know, yanked out of a fighting ring. And um, at least that gives me a little bit of pause and it gives me a little bit of, of relief and recognition that I'm not in charge here. I'm not sure what my problem is, but I'm not in charge. And um, it gives space for God to come in and, and help me out when I ask him. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Leia S.H. All right, next up is Teresa P. followed by Rachel W. Good morning, Teresa.
9: Hi, uh, this is Teresa P. Uh, out here in uh, Windy, uh, Riverside, California. With the virus going on, you know, not that far away, and um, that'll be a good cause for fear. And uh, I am so grateful for this uh, four steps, simple, simple. I've done a number of four steps, you know, done volumes of writing that has always been, been helpful, but nothing has had the power of simply stating I have a fear or a resentment who it is, you know, why it is what it affects in me because I didn't know me. And so I had to identify these things and then comes the best part. Oh, then of course I get to pray for that person, place or thing or whatever. And, but then the best part was I get to look at my part because that's where my lost my power is when I blamed everybody else and they always did it. And Today, in that part, my part, I get to reclaim my power. What is what is my part? And I didn't realize how selfish I was, how dishonest I was, how self-seeking I was, and how frightened I was. And I, when I look at these and go, gee, you know, I'm just selfish. One more time, I want it all my way. And I'm not thinking about what other people need. What does God need me to look like? Maybe he needs me to maybe making mistakes so that other people can learn. I don't know. Then my dishonesty. I want to lie about everything because I want to look good. And then that self-seeking always goes back to every single time. I want to feel good all the time. I don't know where I got that idea, but I think I always thought that was, you know, what I got to do is feel good all the time. And then, of course, there's the frightened. And I'm afraid of so many things. And today, I don't walk through those fears alone. I get to look at them. I get to share them with other recovered compulsive overeaters. And I, I get to share them with God. And I get to let God work his miracles in and through me, being released from fears and you know, sharing with other people so I can learn how you know, with these fears, and we all have these same fears. I mean, it's the same things over and over. So, you know, God bless Bill and the fourth step and keeping it simple. So I can just keep it simple and look at my part and what do I need to work in it, at me and knowing that I can't do these things, but God can. And all I need to do is be willing and open and doing my part. So thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you so much, Teresa P. Next up, Rachel W., followed by Leah M. Good morning, Rachel.
16: Hi, this is Rachel W., um, compulsive overeater from Ohio. Um, this is the first time I've I've spoken, so it must be progress. Um, so I wanted to talk about the importance of column three, the effects why, and the reason is because I really didn't identify a lot of emotions with my eating. If somebody'd asked me if I was an emotional eater, I would say hell no. And most of the time it's because I ate before I had an emotion. I was eating all the time, especially before um I came right before I came to OA. So when I'm eating, I you know, I could write uh five hundred words or less under the cause. So it's really important for me to not just um do a checklist of yes or no if it affects my I had to really look at what that really meant um, for me to understand column three, but also to understand how to be able to do a step 10 later on. Um, I never thought I was fearful. When this came up, I was like, I don't have any fears. So when I did the inventory of this round, I'm on step nine now. It was very important for me to really dig a little bit deeper because I'm such uh, um disconnected from my emotions to really look at what these causes affected my um to be able to understand more so I appreciate everyone who uh brought that up and um that's all I have to share thank you
0: Well thank you Rachel W. Next up Leia M and we'll take more shares after Leia.
16: Hey
12: Leia. Hey good morning. Thank you so much. Um, You know, something came between me and compulsive overeating uh, since January 1987, and it's been there ever since, and that's called the recovery process and a relationship with God, and uh, you know, the step four is the first action step in the inventory process, and it really um, began to break those chains of compulsive overeating for me, and it was you know, a simple process, but it worked. You know, I'm I'm glad we're talking about it. Because what kept happening to me, and maybe you can relate, I came into OA in 1982. I kept putting the food down, but, you know, eventually I would need to seek relief. And I'd take that first bite. It triggered the phenomenon of craving. And, you know, <laughs> then I'd go into oblivion. And that process would go again and again and again, put the food down, and then, you know, need relief. What was happening was treating compulsive overeating with abstinence only is like putting a band aid on a bullet wound. The treatment is not adequate for the condition. We always learn allergy of the body, obsession of the mind. Obsession of the mind is a greater aspect of my disease. Step four was the first action step that began to attend to what is ticking in my mind. What's going on within my mind? My, la- my life is based on the ideas I produce in my mind. And despite years of involvement with psychology and with therapy and with self-help, self-help I didn't see the defects, those old ideas and attitudes that were dominating me. Those manifestations of self that were God-given, you know, God-given inst- instincts were in excess. They were out of whack and they were going to kill me because all the disease and discomfort with, lied within. So the first action step to this inventory process and taking a look at what are my core belief systems, what is going on underneath the underneath. So the fourth step began to plunge, you know, and plumb those depths and disturbances and impediments to a relationship with God. I could never get there because... I'm blocked. You know, I was blocked. I was the greatest obstacle to a better life. My my core belief systems were deteriorating and altering my personality for the worse, and it was giving my emotions a lot of twists. So putting it down on paper in the way that we just read and taking a look at it, beginning to take a look at it and see that I was the creator of my own pain. No one was doing this to me. And I needed a new mind, and that mind had to be a spirit-guided mind. So I'm really excited that we're going into this today because it it really worked for me. It started to change the perspective in which I looked through the prism of life, relationships, situations, circumstances. And, you know, I was reborn. (laughs) That's not, uh, you know, (laughs) it's really true. It's really true. And with that, I pass
0: Thank you so much, Leah. So we're sharing on page 65 uh, on our list, Reading through all the examples there. So who hasn't shared in the last couple of days would like to share?
17: Christina. Jason K. Cindy H.
0: Jason. Okay, here's who I have. Chris, was it Christina? Maybe K. Or I don't know. Christina, Jason K, Cindy H um so let's do those three right now see so where is there a christina
8: or christy
14: that was barbara e.
0: i know i can hear barbara that's not what i heard i heard a christy or christina i thought i got christina this on the moderator thank Sorry,
18: you yeah what was it christina christina l
0: all right go christina l you're up
18: all right, thank you so much for your service. Um, my is Christina L recovered compulsive overeater from Florida. And um, you know, I, I really didn't want to share on this because um I had heard someone else share who I really admire their program and um whatever they have to say and and immediately I found myself in fear. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't I can't share now because that goes against what, you know, what she just said and everything. And so I am just My higher power is pushing me to just share because, um, uh, you know, when I did my very first fourth step, um, it was listing all my emotions and everything like that. I I wrote one resentment on one person that was seven pages long, and I know that that's not the right way to do a a fourth step anymore, thank you, God, that, um, you know, people have my sponsor, and then you all on the line have shown me the proper way to do a four-step inventory. And, um, the part that really is, uh, speaking to me is column three, where it affects my sex relations, self-esteem and all that stuff. And, um, you know, my past four steps have always been just checking off the boxes that, that was, um, that, that was affected. And, this time my sponsor had me write down a sentence or two like how it affected each thing and everything and, and it was kinda of like an appetizer to the fourth column. You know, it helped me to start to see where where um where my uh my character defects were going astray and stuff and what was affecting me and um and where my attitudes and, and uh fears and everything was at really and um there was something else that was just going through my head and that just left me Oh um a lot of times you know with the um the first thing being self esteem and with other things too it can be up or it can be down you know either i am I have no self-esteem whatsoever, like I am like the scum of the earth and I have no value, no worth, I'm not respected. But then on other times, my self-esteem can go in the complete opposite direction where what my sponsor likes to say is, I am the queen of all I survey and I think I know what's best. Um, it's kind of like another way for saying um, I'm playing God. Um so, anyways, that's all I really got to share, and um, thanks for letting me share, my I pass.
0: Well, thank you so much, Christina L. Next up, we have Jason K. followed by Cindy H. Good morning, Jason. Good
17: morning. This is Jason Kaye, recovered compulsive eater and bulimic and rainy and dreary southeastern Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia. Um, Bill Wilson is showing us something very um, important. He's saying we were as specific, we're usually as specific as the following. I'm a teacher, and as teachers, we like to explain things, but we like to give examples. And for me, this is what really counts, putting pen to paper, setting these things down black and white. There's a step of willingness, of openness, of a willingness to be honest when you actually put this down on pen and paper. When I was in my early 20s, I started going to O-Reader's Anonymous meetings. I got a hold of the big book. I remember staying up late one night, reading it, and there was something there. The spirit of it was communicating to me. I was kind of enthralled and kind of interesting. Did I put pen to paper? No. Did I find a sponsor? No. Did I understand that this was an instruction manual, a textbook? If there's any doubt about that, look at this page. It's telling you exactly how to do the fourth step. It's giving you example after example. So this is where it counts. This is where the rubber meets the road. You've been reading up to now in this book and it's convincing you of the facts and seeing if we identify. Do we have this fatal progressive illness? Are we beyond human aid? Are we truly powerless? Then if so, here's the roadmap. Here's the way to get out of that. So we put these things on paper and it's it's eye-opening. And, and, and there's a surrender, there's a willingness, there's an openness, that if we have that from our first three steps, that this fourth step comes alive. And, you know, when I was 37 and finally got recovered and actually doing the work, there was some great, uh, it seemed almost like just a magic or a power that was there. I look back, I think it was the power of God uh, and, and the spiritual awakening happening, but this process was so illuminating to put this all down. Looking at that column three, we have these God-given impulses, but we're addicts. So we take self-esteem urges, and we run them crazy. We want to be super special. We want to be the best, the best of everything. If you look at Bill Wilson's life, that ambition urge, everything in his life was driven to that need to make money, to be successful. But these are out of balance. We get to see them. We get to learn about ourselves, the urges within ourselves these things that are hurt, threatened, or interfered with that are causing, truly causing our resentment. For me, self-esteem, every single one just about went back to this self-esteem, I'm not good enough. Um, so it's a gift to see clearly, and this is where the juice is activated. This is where we can start to get real transformation, not just reading, not just going to meetings, not just calling people, not just doing tools. This isn't a 12-tool program, it's a 12-step program. And... This is this is the program. Um, so this is a really awesome part of the book Time, to me. Time, please. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Jason K. Cindy H., you have two minutes. Good
10: morning, everyone. Um, this is Hi. Cindy H. from Kansas City. And um, my experience with the First Step was has been progressive. The first one I did was years ago, and it was all about what that terrible, dysfunctional family of mine did to me, and and how it affected me, and how much of a mess I was because of them. And a flip step that I did earlier this year, after being uh, free from refined sugar for about six months, I found, like, Oh boy, I could have avoided 99% of the pain that I've experienced in my life if, if but I was afraid, and so I really resonate with everything that has been said here. Um, here in Kansas City, there's a lot of black ice right now, and I thought that was kind of funny how something that's so shiny and looks so pretty and the light shines off of it, but it's dangerous. And for me, that was that was me because. I, I looked good on the outside. I, I loved people. I served people. I was very self-effacing and all of those things, but it was dangerous to me because it was hiding all of my fear and all of my resentment. And I didn't feel like I could t- share that with anybody because if I did, then, oh no, you wouldn't like me. You would you would slip on the black ice and fall and get mad at me or something. But um, but I found this step very freeing. And I, I hear a lot of people talk about being afraid to do it. And, and my new response to that right now is bring it on. I want this junk out of my life. And I want it out for good. And the beginning of that is saying, wow, I, uh, I, it wasn't all their fault. I had a part. And so this has all been very helpful for me. And that's all I have to share. Thank you. I passed.
0: Thank you so much, Cindy H. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who shared. And thanks for all who did service this month of October. It's been wonderful, Team Thursday. Uh, So please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. So if you didn't get to share, there's a whole other hour there. So the share ID for today, Thursday, October 31st, is 13599, 13599. So we'll now close with the, ser- wait, wait, we won't do that. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. So will Lauren and please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hey, Lauren.
4: Good morning, all. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. All um, right. I'm coming.